to Danger Dames, a tale of adventures in the apocalypse. Test your mettle as you join three women surviving in the maelstrom. All right, well, this is Chrissy. Um, I'm one of the three women who are playing this game. Uh, I've been gaming for probably... Three centuries. For, yeah, forever, forever. Um, I started gaming in my 20s uh, with my husband and a bunch of friends and uh, just really much enjoy it. And so we recently discovered these new kinds of games. D&D was our big strong game when we were younger. Now there's so many new games out um, that we're just trying to explore them all. And so we thought this podcast would be a fun place to do that. My name is Lydia and I am actually newer to role-playing games and I started role-playing games probably back in 2014 and the reason I started was mostly because my boyfriend kind of roped me into it. My boyfriend is Jacob the GM actually and I started with Warhammer Fantasy and as of a few years ago I really got into PBTA games which is what we'll be playing today. I love that she like name dropped Jacob. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Laying that claim. There you go. Uh, and I'm Maddie, the third of the trio. Uh, I am also just an OG gamer girl. I was a girlfriend at the table and then just kept gaming. Um, I've played just a ton of different systems. Told the girls I was kind of just very trash panda about it. This seems like a really fun kind of dark system. And I thought it would be fun to um, run a narrative through it. So I was like, let's totally do this one. And I get to run a girl gang. So I'm totally in. Yeah. So um, Maddie and I have been playing together for a fairly long time, and she was like, hey, you know what would be really fun if we started a podcast of women playing, because there aren't a lot of women out there playing on podcasts. Like, there's tons of podcasts about gameplay, but there's not a lot with women, and I thought it would be really beneficial to show the world that there are women out there playing. Yeah. And we have this amazing... MC is what we refer to them in this game, who just makes the games really fun. And we thought it'd be a really good opportunity to, you know, introduce gaming to people or just let people who are already part of gaming hear a bunch of broads playing a game. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's actually another podcast, but uh, <laughs> we're going to have a bunch of dames play. <laughs> that's right. That's fair. Dames. We also started playing games together a little over a year ago. Yeah, about a However, year. most of what we have done until this point has been one-offs. And so games that you kind of play once and then you're done with them. And so it's nice for us to kind of get into the swing of things playing as three women, playing a longer game. story arc. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that completely. So that's the kind of podcast we're doing. Um, how about, uh, Jacob, you want to, you haven't actually introduced yourself. Why don't you introduce yourself? I haven't. So my name's Jacob. I'm a lifelong gamer. And, um, you know, for the past, I don't know, Going on a decade, I've been super into tabletop games. I got my start in the same kind of like traditional Warhammer Fantasy, those sort of things, and have uh, transitioned into doing a lot of these indie games. So today we're going to be playing Apocalypse World, which is a PBTA game, the PBTA game, by Vincent and McGay Baker. It's a game that assumes uh, that you're all here to like tell a story together and really focus on fiction. The big pieces of the game are what we call moves, and those moves are, we'll explain a little bit later, but are um, super simple tools that we use just to kind of transition from the conversation we're having into the mechanics. And like uh, like Chrissy said, I'm going to be the master of ceremonies and everybody else is a player, so they're going to sort of take on the roles of their characters and I'm going to take on the roles of the things around them, the sort of threats. Today we're also going to be using, we use the same page tool before we jumped in and got started, which is a great tool. You can just Google it, find it, it's free. It lets you, when you're running a campaign, really get everybody on the same page about what they care about and how they're going to play. We also are using the X card by John Stavropoulos, if I said that correctly. Um, 
it's also free, super accessible, and essentially the way it works is if somebody encounters some content that's really troubling for them or really challenging, they can tap the X card and we'll sort of take a break and move on to something else. The last thing we really need to talk about before we jump in is uh, the setting that our game's going to take place in. So Apocalypse World assumes that the world ended roughly 50 years ago, that none of the people present currently in the game really remember what happened. There might be some very old people who have like a vague memory of being around before it happened, but nobody really knows what's going on. In our particular game, the uh, sort of veils between different things have sort of fallen apart. And so it's a lot of like different cultures and fantasies have sort of flooded into our world and have kind of ruined everything. We also talked a little bit about like what coinage and things and a lot of these questions we're going to answer through play. But we did determine that all of our barter, all of our coinage, how we trade is with um, old minted like arcade tokens that uh, somebody, I guess, has access to this mint and has been printing them off and, and selling them around. Yeah, um, we're super excited about the prospect of basically the villainy that we can run into by dropping the veils. So, um, Jacob, do you want to go ahead and um, I guess let's discuss our characters. Sure. Uh, I guess I'll start. So I am playing Snow, who is a um, battle babe. Um, Snow, her backstory is that she was um, found in a village in the middle of a swamp in Florida, basically. Florida still exists. Um, about 10 years old, and everyone was slaughtered except for herself. Um, and she was found by the kingdom, which is this castle that's for some reason still standing in the middle of Florida, and nobody really knows why. And so it is the fighting grounds for the princesses. And the princesses, there are 15 of them total, and they are trained to basically fight monsters and corruption and are sent out into the land to do that. And so my character was found, raised up by these people from the kingdom trained to fight, and then she is sent out to do her job, and that is why she is called Snow. That is her designation. She will be Snow for the rest of her life, um, and when she dies or one of the other princesses die, the kingdom finds someone to fill that role in again. Mm. Okay. My name is Aether, and I am playing a Skinner. And so Skinners are very interesting in that they aren't aggressive characters. They are attracted to beauty, and they're very manipulative and sexy and breathtaking and hypnotic. And so my character, I imagine more as a Dita Von Teese silhouette, and so very attractive. She also has a maned gold Tamarin, and Ew. His monkey. my monkey's name is Sender. And so my job essentially is to mess with people and be very exhilarating and just, you know, I was thinking more of like a Mrs. Coulter from Golden Compass, if you've watched that movie or that series, and then also a Morgana character from Merlin, and then I'm neither bad nor good, somewhere in between, depending on the day. Mostly a pain in the ass. <laughs> okay, pretty much, pretty much. Well, um, yeah. So um, this is Maddie, and I play um, Bodhi. Uh, like I said, she's a she gets to run her own gang, so she's a chopper. And so what that means is like basically I get to um, run like a fifteen person gang. Um, we're the priestess of priestesses of Avalon because you know, have a very feminist bent for my girl gang, but they don't really know what that means. And so, because everything is kind of filtered through the apocalypse, right? And so for them, that means there's a lot of like blue jailhouse looking trailery tattoos all over them. Um, they wear a lot of patchwork leather. And you notice that in the gang, everybody has red hair, whether or not they started out with it or not. And so that's just kind of how they're interpreting. That's what all the priestesses would look like. And so um, they ride 
bikes that are heavily modded, you know, just scrapped together that can get through the very rough terrain that is the busted up environment. But they're very, you know, they're very um, uh, responsive, kind of vintagey looking. They're pretty cool, I thought, uh, on my Pinterest page anyway. That's what it looks like. And then, um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, they're pretty weathered looking chicks, though. I mean, sunscreen's not a thing. They are out in the environment the entire time, just a kind of a rough looking lot. So there's this ever-present sort of pulsing, kind of pushing at the back of everyone's mind that's part of this apocalypse, and it's not really explained in the rules, it's not explained for you guys in the world, um, but we call it the Maelstrom. It's kind of like if uh, Apocalypse World had magic, it would be Apocalypse World's magic, but only if that magic were like an angry son of a bitch that only did what you wanted half the time. Um, a good place to start is we, we haven't really established any like specific stuff, so I'll give you guys what I'm picturing in my head. So Great. I'm seeing like kind of low hill or like tall hills into low mountains, um, extremely tall like pine trees almost, right? Like just like super overgrown trees, small like tourist towns, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, you know, one bar and a bunch of houses kind of places, um, like lots of tacky shops, maybe like a giant uh, Paul Bunyan kind of statue thing, mm-hmm. um, lots of fog and like overcast skies, right? That's, that's what I've got in my head. But what we haven't figured out is, like, where you guys are, right? Are you guys hunkered in around some small town? What do you think? Well, you guys initially shit on my whole Tampa thing, which I thought was great. So we decided we were going to be, like, on the Appalachian Trail, right? Yeah. So I feel like um, this band of sisters is, like, out of Asheville area, like, out of those mountains. For me, though, like I said, everything's a little twisted. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's more ethereal now. Like, it's not just, like, um, Blue Ridge Mountains kind of thing. It's more like... You know, there's, like, desiccated parts of the forest. There's, like, parts of the forest, like, overrun by different creatures and different types of people, and everything's a lot more segmented. It's not the little tourist trap for, you know, the uh, Biltmore folks. Yeah, of course. Well, for the purpose of this game, too, like, we have to find ourselves at the same place for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. Um, I feel like... I guess I'll get your ass to Asheville, We'll probably have some town, whatever that town is, some small town. I'm going to be there. I can say for snow, she's going to be there because for whatever reason, that town needs something, so I'm providing it. Sure. It may even be, um, like, a collective, right? It might be, like, not just one big town with a guy or, like, right. that's in charge. It might just be, like, a bunch of small little places. Right. Um, what do you think, what's a good name for this, like, area? What do people call this area you guys find yourselves in? Simple town names are usually something like Timberville. Like We live take... in an area of the country about, where they still call stuff, like, Pigville and stuff. How though, about so like, the I mean, Timbers, right? Maybe there's, Ooh, like, um, love it. an old love billboard it. for, like, a theme park that used to be, you know, 50 miles from here or whatever, and uh, all that, all that's left of it are kind of those scratchy, you know, timbers left on there. And so all the like people it. that live in this sort of call rural community call it the timbers. I like it. I like it. Uh, we can go ahead and go through barter. So everybody has some barter on their sheet. So you're going to tell me what your lifestyle was. So how have you, how much money did you spend for your lifestyle cost, right? Just like general living. So if you spend one barter, the character has the same quality of life most people around you do. So whether that means you're sleeping in an inn, whether you roll out your blanket, but you can buy food, all that sort of stuff. If you pay two barter, you're going to have a quality of life that's substantially better than everybody else, right? You're eating the nicest drink or eating the nicest food, drinking the nicest <laughs> drink and wearing whatever nice he clothes you can get. It is yeah. topsy-turvy. Um, yeah. So that's, that's two barter is you're living substantially better than everybody else. And if you decide to pay zero barter, we'll cross that bridge. I can say for Snow, she'd probably just go for one. Like, she doesn't need much. She just, like, her her goals are to help people. I kind of so. want to toss a coin at her. <laughs> toss a coin at me? Okay. <laughs> I don't mind that. Right. So, yeah, like I said, I'm two barter. Because, like I said, the, you know, 
the family lives fairly well, mm -hmm. and but they work for everything they get. So I'm very luxurious. Yeah, you're definitely going to be. <laughs> so like I will least definitely two. spend. Two. Okay, but okay. like in the game though. No, also in the game. <laughs> Trust me, I don't have that much money. Where in do we life. Where do we mark this on the sheet? Um, you should have it's a under. It's well, it's my second. There should part be like gear and barter or something. There should be a little category on your sheet. It's great because it like it's like ah, this like okay. one sheet, but you can like fold over like a little like book. It's great. Mm -hmm. What is our starting barter? Yeah, it should tell you, and you gotta go through. Yeah, your, I couldn't find that, but I'm should, sure it's also kind of. It should be in there. Void. I decided two barter because I do a lot of like. Yeah, I saw that. Work. But I oddments worth four barter. Oh. Yeah, under gear. You I'm get. Gonna, oh, okay. I'm just raise this piece of paper. No one can see, but these fools. I wrote all my notes down. What did y'all write down? I highlighted shit. I also highlighted shit. Well, for, highlighted what? How we looked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stop it! She did. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I under ge it. under gear, it says you get and yeah. like I have two custom weapons. Oh, okay. Oddments worth four barter. So yeah. I have four yeah. barter. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I feel like my character would live very simple means, and so yeah. she's going to use one of her for her barter basically, so I can have like a role to lay on. Right. Yeah. I only dinner. have oddments worth two barter, but I'm going to spend it all fast and loose. Yeah, sure. I feel like that would be absolutely correct. You yep. live one day to the next. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and a brief moment with you here. A little bit about barter. So the way barter works is like it's, it's pretty abstracted. If you're ever like, hey, I want to get a thing, um, there's a move that we'll make for that, and you can spend barter. Will help you buy things that you want. Um, if you're ever like, man, I really need some money. There's a everybody's got suggested jobs at the bottom of their sheet, so yeah. you can always take a job to make some cash. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah. So you guys all find yourselves. Or well, let's talk a little bit about it. So what do you see? For Bodhi, what do you see as like two? What is that lifestyle like for them? Are they like housed somewhere? Are they like at a campground? No, they are very mobile um, and they travel in packs basically. Like they come from like a, a central group um, out of that mountain, the timbers, but they travel in like uh, her group is just 15 strong, but they can tra <laughs> travel 15. larger. Yeah, it's a bunch of teenagers. That's what you can do. Um, and so they take random jobs at different villages or townships, I would imagine, for different sorts of folks. Like they can act as a bodyguard or as event a muscle, or they could um, take on jobs where they are participating in someone's conflict. Sure. Um, so they're very mercenary. So I'm thinking maybe like, um, so it sounds like maybe they like basically spend all of their money on like booze and food and then well have, like, on their a, bikes on their bikes yeah. and on each other like like i said they're they're younger and they have this familial co code that's the whole priestess thing and so they they have a sense of rules that they live by they're not like hell's angels necessarily mm -hmm. but um yeah their life is on the road yeah so i'm thinking um maybe there's like a nearby in the timbers maybe there's uh like a like a hot spring there and so there's actually people doing like brewing and distilling like one of these like small little conclaves is like you know probably 10 people but they brew and distill and so you spend all of your money like last night you guys just went out and bought a whole bunch of liquor and booze yeah. no one has maybe caught some game yeah. and you you drag it down i'm thinking probably drive it like you bought <laughs> drive it like you stole it which <laughs> maybe <go>. we did <laughs> And probably just like found some old. I'm picturing in my head like an abandoned campground, right? Like with the like wooden um, like fence out front, but most of it's like fallen down mm -hmm. and being like covered up with ivy. And you guys kind of pulled in behind one of these little huts and like you know pulled up around one of these like bonfire. What we things call in huts are like old metal silver streams covered in vines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I like it. Um, what about? I get approval. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for for snow, what you said, you just imagined like a bedroll somewhere. Yeah, like probably like the local. I want to say tavern, but like that's so old school. I guess it'd be like a bar. 
Yeah. I, for a second, I thought you were going to say IHOP, and I was like, I don't even know where she's going with <laughs> yeah, this. Because the way your mouth was moving, I was like, what is she talking about? <laughs> uh, no, like, uh, I, I feel like even in the future, p- apocalyptic world, drinking holes are going to be the place yeah. that people converge. Um, and so she's going to want to be around people. Like, Snow doesn't people very well, but she wants to be around people. Like, because I think she feels that isolation. And so she puts herself around people, even though she doesn't people. Um, And so, yeah, I would have, like, I would make some sort of deal with probably, like, the bar owner or whatever to, like, have a a spot, basically. Just tonally, she sounds scary as shit. (laughs) She's trying to. Like, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking probably um, nearby. I'm actually thinking we're going to call, this sounds good to you guys. I'm going to call the... The place is called the distillery, right? It's only like mm-hmm. these, you know, 10 or 12 people. How about the still? The still? Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that, yeah. So it's like these 10 or 12 people all live in one place, and they do. There's like a little bar there. Uh, the owner's name is Newton, and he does. He has some space that he lets people sort of basically just crash on the floor, right? It, it's it's some old building that they've kind of reinforced with uh, like those big, uh, like rail, not rail spikes, you know what I'm talking about, like mm-hmm. the big boards. They just well, kind of like, shove I mean, them. like an old school brewery. Yeah. Like, like a craft brewery that like <laughs> fell in decay, right? Yeah, so they've like lifted the roof back up and like used these things to prop it up. So even like you can see like cracks in the ceiling that they've like covered with tarps. But so you, you, you have bought yourself a night there. Um, what about Aether? So I also agree that I would be at the still, right? Um, and that is because I have to move around a lot because my job essentially is to hypnotize, catch people's eye, steal from them, <laughs> and then oh move on, right? <laughs> She's a con artist. Don't yes. make it so pretty. Yes. <laughs> Her career, yeah. So, Her career. So, Aether, like, are you? Is there like a place in the still that's like nice enough for you to like go there and stay, or like, how do you envision spending that two barter? Oh, I think I would imagine being in the nicest hotel. It would I mean, not be, be like above, hotels. I yeah, feel like. it would not be above the still. I am above that. Sure. Yeah. So maybe there is. Or do you have like your own ride? I mean, does she have that? Yeah. Do you have like a caravan? Or like, a, yeah, like, yeah. Do you have periwinkle? Um, so, yeah, maybe there's like, uh, literally what I'm picturing are those like little like expensive like resort hotel kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. That they put up in like Branson. So it's it's garbage, right? It's a totally overgrown with vines. All the windows are busted out, but they do still have like a penthouse floor that's like kind of caved in a little bit and open, but the rooms on either side, like so right in the middle, it's like kind of crushed in. Right. And because uh, the trees have grown like supernaturally high. So like up to the height of this uh, tower, it's probably not tower, but it's probably like six stories. Um, and you're up on the sixth story. You've, you've paid a ton of money to get this room. Um, it is like lantern lit. Uh, so when it catches on fire, you die. The beds, oh, no, the, the bed and stuff in here is like pretty clean. Um, but there's literally like vines growing in through the floor. Uh, and the guy who sold you this room like really sold it up. And you're probably not super happy about what you paid for. But the food is good. Oh, um, there's that. And you can see the bonfire that's out behind the still with all the women dancing around it. Yeah, you, you know. guys, you could for sure. <laughs> Everyone nearby knows that there was a massive biker gang that came through here earlier today. Uh, yes. <laughs> Your presence is not unknown. So, let me check. Does anyone have a at-the-start-of-session move written on their playbook? Should we discuss history amongst each other? Ooh. Or oh, sure. Can we play that out? Where's the at-the-start session move uh, You may not have it. If okay. you do have yeah, an at-the-start-of-session no. move, no. it will be your first move for your yeah. character. Okay. Um, oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Um, okay, no. 
why don't we go around, I don't even think about that, but why don't we go around and share a little bit of everybody, like your history with one another. Yeah, so this is something that we did in character creation. So part of establishing characters in Apocalypse World yeah. is establishing their connections to each other. Which I thought was really cool, like because that way you create these the ties that bind, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can have like negative history and positive history with folks, mm-hmm. right? right? Yeah, and so a positive history doesn't mean that they're they get along better. It just means that you know uh, each other. understand that person. Whereas a negative history means I have no fucking clue what this guy's up to. And so with the history, you ask specific questions and the way they answer, that's kind of develops the history. So I actually have positive history with both of you. Um, but what that means is for <laughs> Bodhi and Snow, I feel like um, I know her fairly well, but um, it's in the way that like she's such a different animal than Bodhi. And so and she's kind of afraid of her. Because, like I said, she sounds scary as shit. I don't right. know about you guys. Sounds oh, like a I'm, psychopath. I'm a lone, I'm a lone wolf. And <laughs> yeah, you, you have you no pack. links. You yeah. have no links to anything. And I don't know why you try to take care of other people. Because there's no reason to. Right. Yeah. Um, and then for Aether, it was a much more complicated history. And I felt like I knew you less. Our whole thing that we decided was that because you are just the ultimate con artist. And you can't help but not manipulate everyone around you. you we had, had come in contact in a conflict right. in a township. And then somehow it helped each other out, and then you joined the gang, but then you left the gang. Right. Which and nobody I leaves. felt like was a total betrayal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like we, I know you pretty well, and I know you cannot be trusted. Can't help it. Well, <laughs> she can't help it. That it's in her seems knee. like a thing to take up with She her was therapist. just drawn that way. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, so for Snow, so again, Snow is this battle babe who just tra- traverses the area and beats shit up, basically, for other people. Her relationship with Bodhi is. I know I can beat you. Like, you're this tough biker chick, but I know I'm better. And that I have beat you in the past is what we've yeah, yeah. written down. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any reason to. But, like, I, do, I don't well, get so you. we both work as mercenaries. Right. So but I don't get you either. Are. Like, I don't understand what you are or how you function because you need that warmth and that love. And that, that's so foreign well, to no, me. Well, I, no, I have an obligation. I, I mean, yes, I love my sisters, but, like... It's it's like the familial obligation. Well, like she, this is our life. This is I, how we we're raised. This is how we live. This right. is not the thing you do is the weird thing. Well, and I feel like for Snow, you only help your own and you don't help others. And I don't understand that because I'm like, well, you're clearly helping these people. Why wouldn't you help these people? Mm, and so that's so she's negative to me because I I don't get her at all. Aether, on the other hand, right. <clears throat> <laughs> so apparently. We know each other quite well. We have a plus three history because I can't quit her, basically. She's this fascinatingly, dangerously gorgeous foreign beauty that we've somehow had a past. And it's one of those chaotic relationships. What do they, what do they say? Get, get the negative people out of your life. The right. Toxic. Toxic. She's toxic to me. She brings out the worst to me. Thank you. I couldn't remember the word. He was quick with it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, and we had a, a we had a relationship and it was toxic and somehow managed to break apart. But then our our circles bring us back around right. and it's always explosive and never healthy. And so um, it's really at this point my trying to not be around her. Right. So it's important to note, too, that our relationships can be different. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you may have a positive relationship with me, Chrissy, but I have a negative relationship with you. Yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. know someone who doesn't know you. Right. Yes. Right. And so... Hence the toxic relationship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, Aether, I have a negative relationship with Snow. I can't trust her. We don't trust each other. And she's in love with me, but I'm not, you know, it's not 
meaningful or like that's like your mo right yeah (laughs) i use people i don't connect with people so that's kind of but i feel like that's also where the toxicity is coming from is that i bring out something beyond that in you Mm -hmm. and so you're like i don't understand why i feel this way so there's a big old note there I'm out. And so then again, like you were saying with you and I being friends and then you having helped me out, I felt like I owed you, which is why I joined the gang. Yes, Bodie. And so I joined the gang for a little bit. I felt like my due was done. And then I left. She's a selfish. Well, I, I love that. I love the idea that you think that you did me a favor by joining the gang and then leaving. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I can't do it forever. I know, but like, I wonder <laughs> what you thought you did that was so important to us. That's kind of weird. You know what I mean? I like it. That's fine. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't people. Yeah. This is going to be a great game, guys. Everyone's yelling, I can't people. I don't people. The apocalypse. I'm thinking uh, you guys are able, you, you pay for your night, and we'll do that move. At every session we start with, okay. we sort of, that's how we decide what's been going on since the last session. So I have like one less money. Yay. Yep, yep. So you spend your barter. So I'm thinking, you know, surrounding, like we've already talked a little bit about um, the, the countryside. There's probably another small town like the Still, not too far away, right? Um, but I imagine they're all this same kind of like a dozen people, right? Like yeah. a, maybe if two families doing a job in a place where they found a way to make that job More work. like an outpost kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking like thick forests, like even like traveling around isn't easy. There aren't like, there probably are roads, but um, something that I'm envisioning, you guys tell me how you feel about this. I love the idea. I'm just picturing like super thick, cloying fog. Like this just like rolling always. in, rolling yeah, out. I like that. It's not always there. But, but it's, it's like mystery fog. Yeah, like you'll just wake up in the morning and you can't see more than like a foot in front of your face sure. because of this fog outside. So you all wake up in the next morning and you can't see <laughs> more than a foot this in front of your face. This is suffocating. Great. Yeah, because of this, this super thick fog. And, and everybody kind of knows this happens. But they also know like... There's shit out in the woods. So, like, um, you wake up in the morning in uh, the bar at the still, and Newton's like, you know, hey, we can't work today, basically, right? It's yeah. We can't go outside because we can't see anything, and okay. who knows, you know, what kind of animals and stuff are out there. Or, you know, we can't risk somebody getting attacked by something. Okay. Um, similarly, like, Bodhi, you and your gang, you wake up, you know, you probably didn't even sleep inside anything, right? You probably oh, no. just yeah. roll over in your, like, old beat-up sleeping bag. And, you know, you can't see, you can't even see the rest of your gang members. You maybe still see, like, some of the uh, burning embers from last night's bonfire. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. Okay. What do we do? We wouldn't necessarily stay there because we spent all of our money and now we have to go do, get more money. <laughs> get some money. Yeah. And so I think we would, we're used to this. I mean, like I said, it's an ever-present dreadful fog, right? Mm. Right. So It's a Tuesday. Yeah. So we would just basically walk our bikes out out of the town and try to get to like the, the main highway. Yeah. So I'm imagining that there probably is... Um, or whatever road. Whatever. Yeah. There, there probably there probably is a highway. I-40 um, still around. Yeah, yeah. But it's a ways away from where you are, yeah. right? You're in the backwoods. Yeah. That's what I meant. But, but there is like, there is a path through the trees that's mm. been probably kind of cleared and it has been used relatively regularly. Well, like I said, we ride motorcycles on the reg. So like it's big enough that a motorcycle gang could get through it. I'm curious. And it's not necessarily like we're resuming down the road, but like in a um, like a cross country fashion, where you're like pacing each other. Well, and do you guys drive like off road bikes? Like um, there are I motorcycles built specifically bikes. for that, yeah. or um, I think it's very utilitarian given our our environment so yeah i would think it's i mean big ass tires i'm gonna tell yeah. i didn't take a class on motorcycle stuff so yes sure we did <laughs> yes. road bikes it was 10 years ago <laughs> not but... like cross rocketing bikes though no. like, is it just the big like big tires no that's a real thing they put yeah they, they make motorcycles for yeah. riding around in the dirt 
Yeah, so um, you guys sort of walk your way out. Um, to get back out of the place, you have to roll past the still, right? Like mm. you guys sort of camped out behind well, it. Yeah, we're behind it. So um, we're like kind of heading out into like the main thoroughfare and on out. Yeah, do you do you stop and like, do you, you guys need to provision up on anything? Or are you just like, hey, we're going to get out well, of here and try to get to this broke. next? It's funny you say that <laughs> because it would be really cool to roll the fucking thieves move. Sure, yeah, go for it. Oh. So so this will be our first like real move of the game. Um, the way moves work, I think I explain this a little bit earlier but they're basically just a like a trigger so for instance read your thieves move okay so uh when you have your gang search through their pockets and saddlebags and uh, for something you roll hard plus hard and has to be something small enough to fit on a 10 plus one of you happens to have one thing or close enough seven to eight one happens to have something pretty close unless you're looking for something high tech and then on a miss you used to have a thing but turns out some ass wipe stole it Yep. Yeah. So the way moves work is that they are triggered by the conversation we're having. So um, Maddie says that Bodhi does a thing, and then that happens in the mechanics. So you're going to go ahead and, well, you're going to tell me what thing yeah. is that you're looking so for. So I would have made sure the two of the youngest girls um, packed the bags with um, extra booze and whatever food they could get from the Stills kitchen um, overnight. Sure. While we're partying. So um, you're going to roll, do you need dice? Yeah. Okay. You're going to roll 2d6. And, uh, well, we'll talk about it. Oh, so mm-hmm. it's a six. Six. So in Apocalypse World, there are no, like, moving numbers. So um, it's always just, well, you're going to add a stat, right? Um, no. No, uh, okay. Yes, plus hard. Yes. Plus hard. Eight. Okay. Right. So okay. eight. I was about to say a six is terrible. I know. I was like, and then like the saddlebags are gone. Yeah. And you yeah. sound really excited so you, about a six. You always roll. You roll two d six for Optimistic. everything, and you add one of your stats. Yeah. If you get a six down, that's what's called a miss, and a miss is sort of uh, just hands the narrative over to me as the uh, game master, you and I get to up. do whatever I want. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I rolled uh, a plus two. So Bodhi has enough control over the game yeah. that like they did their stupid job. So seven and nine um, is sort of a middling hit. Usually you have to make some hard choices. Right. And a 10 plus means you get what you wanted. So you got an eight. Yeah. So read me what it says on your... That is, one of you happens to have something pretty close unless what you're looking for is high tech. Yeah, so um, they do. Uh, you maybe stop and ask them, do they have... Um, you said it's the two youngest mm-hmm. girls in the gang. Do you have names for them? Yeah, um, it'll be... Um, they're both like 13 and 14, and it's going to be um, Kyra and Tara. Sure. Yeah, so um, you're, like, you're like checking provisions as you guys are sort of getting up, and you, you probably even have... Um, they're, they're used to this, right? So you probably yes. even have like little like strobe job. lights or something just so you can like find your way to each other. Yeah. Um, and you, you sort of make your way maybe to the back of the pack and you're like, hey, did you guys get the stuff I asked you for? And they pull out, they've got some like just clear jugs. Like I'm oh, imagining yeah. like you'd get, you know. Like I'm blind looking at it. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like <laughs> full of just like this totally see-through liquid, right? <laughs> um, and they've got some like scraps of like, you, you can't even tell what kind of meat it is, but it's been jerkied. Okay. Um, so they have some stuff, uh, maybe not exactly what you were hoping for. Yeah, they just got the bare bottom shit they could like run out the door with. Yeah, and like. they were like, and they don't have any kind of like water though. Like they weren't able to get like <laughs> life sustaining provisions, but they're both very happy. They're like very proud of themselves. They got the booze. So, sounds like a thirteen year old. Yeah. Do you need water if you have moonshine? Um, no. You would think so. Just so you don't die is what I think, but yeah, we'll just take what we got. So yeah, um, Snow, you wake up, you're in the middle of the thing, and, and Newton's like, look, he's busy kind of talking to everybody else. He's gathering, he's like, you know, hey, we can't work today. The, you know, we can't go outside. And around that time, maybe slightly after they have this sort of like town hall meeting and everybody kind of goes their own way, you hear uh, 
were there the daughters of Avalon? Priestesses. Priestess of Avalon sort of rolling through the middle of town. Same thing with Aether. You hear it too. Oh, absolutely. And I was I mean, probably you're, asleep. Unless you've gotten up and left, you're you're in your sort of... <laughs> She's like, yeah. I don't know. Are you at the window? Because you know what you're getting is the finger. <laughs> no, I imagine... Well, you know, when you steal things, most people are drunk and you don't notice these things at night. And so I am awake at night, sleep in the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just, it's just like a nocturnal piece of shit. I love it. <laughs> absolutely. I feel like that's not a safe idea in this world. But okay. No, I love it, though. It makes it even scarier. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, um, you guys hear the priests of Avalon leaving. Does anybody like sort of is, does it matter to anybody? I guess basically is my question. Oh, I think Cinder, my monkey, would wake me up and be like, "Hey, oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> going a little nuts." And so I would wake up begrudgingly. I love it though because I know you guys both love like ugly face dogs. So like you're not bothered at all by this like horrific thing waking you up in the morning. <laughs> First of all, I have corgis. Those by no means are ugly currently have Please corgis. get it together. Um, but yeah, so what happens then? So this monkey is massaging All right, your shoulders. So what here happens? is here is where I have trouble. Um, so like I don't like I don't. Yeah. I, so um, they're rolling out. No, I, I feel like I feel like, like I can put myself into that pathway, but so, like this is where I'm weak. So. As a player, we all share your anxiety. I feel that. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, I'm just giving you guys opportunity. I'm about to inject action. Okay, great, great. Okay, uh, so but this is like the I'm I have a, whatever he's trying to do. I'm giving you the opportunity to say I have a thing that I want to do. No, Let I don't have it. it. Like I, I guess I will get up and like. Where are you at? You I'm at the at tap, the bar. The bar. Yeah. And so, I mean, shit, I'll probably just... I mean, you could have probably heard them sneaking in the back. And because you are such a do-gooder, you may have at least seen that, you know? What happened last night? Or intervened. I'm uh, not going to worry about that part. Okay. I, I'm not going to interject into that story. Okay. That story tell. You're absolutely right. I could. I don't care to. Okay. Um, yeah. No, what I think, uh, frankly, I think at this point, if the fog is a typical thing, and I know that pretty much it's, yeah. I, I'm visual, I, like I have a crossbow and I have like a st stick with spikes on it, basically, to sure. fuck shit up. Like if I can't see, so I like, can't fight. Yeah, you're like, I'm stuck here today. So there's no reason for me to do anything other than to go ahead and have a pint and just. Sure. Have a down day. Talk to some people. See what you can help Yeah, with. see if anybody's got shit they need ta yep. taken care of. Maddie, uh, is hard highlighted on your character sheet? Um, it is. So something we didn't talk about. Um, every Everybody during character creation, we highlighted stats. What that means is whenever somebody rolls that stat that's highlighted, they get to mark experience. So you rolled hard, right? You rolled hard. Yeah. So you're going to get to mark experience Woo! on your character sheet. Um, when you get a certain amount of Play experience, you get to some advancement. <laughs> <laughs> um or die. <laughs> so yeah, uh, before we jump back to what's happening with the Priestesses of Avalon, what uh, does Aether, is she making some moves? Is she doing anything? I mean, it takes me a while to get up, let's be honest. I'm a princess. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. She's going to miss all this game because she'll like be sleeping the whole goddamn time. Um, dressing gown? Oh, absolutely. <gasps> and ratty. Get it oh. together. What's the apocalypse? I don't know. We don't, no, we're no, not no. Looking at it says finest. I have a long, gorgeous coat. It's oh, well valuable. Right. It's well mended. Okay. <laughs> She knows a girl. Aww. So I get up, my gorgeous coat, yeah. stretch You slept my... in the coat. Oh, oh yeah. It's cold. Stretch, it is cold. Yeah, yeah. there's a big gaping out. hole in the wall. Like a like a gorgeous cat in the morning, you know? Got it. Slowly wake up, oh go to the door, brush it aside, you know. So, I love you just living your best life. I love it though. <laughs> so as you're like kind of you're kind of like stretching out and you you look over and you can kind of see you're high enough that the fog is basically like level with where you are. So you can kind of see the tops of the trees if you look up and out of this sort of hole, but in front of you it's like, you know, just thick, nothing. <laughs> um 
And you, though, you can see down, not very well, but you can kind of see dimly far away the kind of like blinking, because I'm assuming as mm-hmm. you guys are walking, you kind of strobe in the lights, hey, yeah. I'm up in front of you. Bodhi, you're, where do you travel in your gang? Are you at the front? Do you lead everybody from the front? Are you in the middle? Are you at the back? No, I would moving be... Moving around? Um, yeah, I'd be moving around. I think my um, first cousin is actually my lieutenant, and so she'd be leading, because uh, that way I can like patrol around the edges of the pack, what's, of the, the bike. What's her name? Name. You didn't. I think I asked you, but we didn't get time for her. Make like I'm naming children. I, I can name know. her. Um, I don't know. Give it a try. Let's see if I like it. <laughs> <laughs> name her Jody. Yeah. Gonna be Bodie and Jody. No, no. Foster. Foster. I'm down. Okay. Yeah. So, I didn't really describe what they look like either, but it's very much like that Scotch Irish look. Like Bodie has a long, like ginger orange braid. Everybody else kind of has that like dirty blonde, red hair. Um, they're all like really strong faced people. Uh, they're not necessarily like super beautiful, but they look like they what they are, which is they are a bike gang. They drive around outside all day long. They live outside. Some luck's not a thing. Yeah, like so they're a little craggy. Yeah, and you said Foster's your cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she. Like they're closest in age. Yeah, she. I, I'm imagining like a, a kind of like big, sort of like very like stout person, right? Like kind of tough and strong. Um, uh, like a little bit of an enforcer kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, you you leave uh, Kira and Tara at the back, mm-hmm. and you're kind of making your way up to the front where Foster is, yeah. and you hear a low growl coming oh, out of goody. the fog. Okay. Oh. Which, this is not uncommon for us. We would, I would let out a shrill whistle, and then we would just kind of fall into a formation um, and just kind of st- keep moving slowly because everybody's trained to fight. Okay. Um, even, is this even little kids? Is this formation intended for like self defense? Are you trying to like quiet down? What's the um, self defense? Self defense. Okay. Um, like a, almost like a phalanx, like with the bikes on the outside. So like they'd slam into the bikes first, and because like I said, we're still kind of walking out of the town to kind of get yeah. out of the thoroughfare. So um, you're kind of on the edge of town, like you're almost out when you hear this, um, almost like a uh, like a duck call. You hear this like sort of loud whistle, and then you hear lumbering getting closer to you. <sighs> Okay. Uh, you guys can also hear the whistle. It's very loud. I motion for the back um, group of girls. Like, it's like, say, I mean, it's 15. I don't know if how strict that number is to be, whatever. But, like, the back half of the girls to go ahead, like, hop on their bikes and ride out. Mm-hmm. And then we follow more slowly. And we're just trying to, like, outpace it if we can. I don't know if we sure. can. Um, <laughs> but I'm okay if we don't. <laughs> why don't. Uh, why don't you act under fire? Okay, cool. So, when you do something under fire, uh, you're going to... Roll plus cool. Um, on a 10 plus, you do it. On a 7 to 9, you flinch, hesitate, or stall. See, I like the bang on the table. I like that. So yeah. that was a horrible fucking roll. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got a 5, which yeah. is, on a miss, be prepared for the worst. Yep. Um, so Ooh. you do. You send you send Kira and Tara and a few of the other girls mm-hmm. up front, and mm-hmm. they actually hop on their bikes, and they start, like, you know, they're not, like, gunning it ahead of you. Right. But they're trying to make pace. And you just see a blur smash into those, like the five girls you sent mm-hmm. forward. You see a blur smash into them, and you see sparks as their bikes kind of skid and scrape yeah. metal. Um, and you hear a super loud, all of you hear this, like, just deep bellowing roar. Okay, well, we're racing ahead, and I'm just going to throw myself right into it. Um, what can we visualize in the in the fog? Yeah, and so... I, I feel like Foster and I are, like, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, as you barrel forward, you see... Um, Probably at the shoulders, maybe 10 and a half foot, Jesus. this massive bear. 
whose um, skin has been shaved <laughs> like along the sides and along his back, and you see these like weird, like reddish tattoos that seem like they're maybe infected or like festering. Uh, and it's standing tall, and it's actually gross. over um, Kira. It has her bike like pressed down on her, and is bellowing like just screaming right in her face. Ew, infected <laughs> tattoos, gross. Okay, then I would do. I'm this. running out. Like I'm heading towards it. Yes, yeah. I think okay. at the whistle, I would have started. Coming you would go downstairs. towards it. <laughs> No, I would start coming downstairs and just try to figure out what's going on, right? And I also think that I would have heard the bikes and a little bit of my curiosity has peaked because I was in this gang, right? And so I'd be like, you can be able to film it. (laughs) Is this this who I think Pick over the dead. Oh, that's funny. Um, Um, So at this point, then I guess I would, what I'd want to do is battle moves. And so um, I don't know. Well, so remember with Apocalypse World, we want to fiction first. So just focus on what it is you want to do. So what I visualize like our, like our youngest cousin is under her bike and this horrible thing. So we're rushing forward. I would say there's, there's five ahead. So there's like seven or eight of us yeah. rushing ahead, parking the bikes and just racing forward. Like I have my machete out in my hand. Um, Foster's like firing her crossbow immediately. And like we're kind of throwing ourselves into battle with this creature, like hand to hand. So you want to? Sounds like you want to use your gang as kind of a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't have to like roll pack alpha um, or just roll so, the gang. Yeah. So you're gonna sucker someone, which is one of your basic moves. Okay. That's funny. Sucker someone? Yeah. Or you can just... Well, it sounds like you just want to attack it outright. So you're not yeah. going to sucker it. I think you're just going to... Um, what is that? They're not unsuspecting or helpless. No. Go aggro on someone? Yeah. You're yeah. going to go aggro on yeah, someone. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems more like an aggro. Okay. And so if I use the gang, it's two harm? Yep. So they inflict okay. two harm just automatically. Cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. All right. Let's see how fucking horrible I can roll. So eight, eight again. Not bad. Eight. Not yep. bad. Okay. So get I some new dice. Well, those okay. are different dice. But read okay. me the read me the uh, yeah. middling result on go uh, On the seven nine, um, they I imagine that's you can choose one of the above or one of the following. And so one of the above is force your hand and suck it up, or cave and do what you want. You as the bear, I guess. And yep. then or one of the following: get the hell out of the way, barricade, give you something that they think you want, or tell you what they want to hear, or back off calmly, hands where you can see them. Yeah, the bear clamps down. It it, it snaps down on. Uh, Am I there yet? <laughs> the bear the bear snaps down. You're about to be the bear snaps down on uh, Kira like right around her head. Right, you just oh. see her whole head go in its mouth. Yeah. And she starts screaming as it kind of rears up. Oh, but God. you see crossbow bolts like just slinking into there the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this like pussy <laughs> blood sort of starts to pour down its side. Yeah. Here uh, to save the day. You do two harm? Yeah, two harm <laughs> with the gang. And then um, I didn't even have to roll. For I that. would be <laughs> at this point like up on it and just like slamming into its neck because it's down and like engaged with her. So we're mm-hmm. just like slamming around its like haunches. Uh, let's keep trying. What's everybody's highlighted stats? Because I feel like you just rolled hard again, right? Yeah. Okay. So make so sure we're keeping cool. track. So oh, right. you guys chose those, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Uh, the person ah, that had ah. no, the person that had the best history with right. me yep. chose one. And That's what I meant. You, sh- I you chose them for us, is what I meant. Yeah, like. yeah. And we just played. I thought we played up to each other. Like I like screwed each other. Yeah, so what's everybody's uh, highlighted stat? I'm hot and sharp. Hot and sharp. Hard hot. and cool? Mm-hmm. Hot and sharp. Hot and sharp, okay. Also, at any point we want, if somebody, anybody at the table can say, hey, I really want to change highlighted stats, and either at the beginning of a session or the end of a session, we'll sit down and we do the same process. Okay. Um, yeah, so you do. You you guys attack the bear. You sort of surround it and start wailing on it, um, but it does. It right into... Uh, Kira. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so about that time, you do show up. Snowy, you, you kind of, 
you can hear all of, you're basically just getting there by hearing, right? So I'm mm -hmm. imagining nobody's making any kind of light or anything anymore. So it's just oh, like no. feeling like your way through the fog. Oh, no, like you hear just like full, like, you know, throaty screams and growls and probably Kira screaming into its right, mouth, right. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Do I need to read a sitch or can I like gather that? Uh, I would say just focus on what you want to do. Yeah, um, this, that's the stuff that you already know. I right? want to attack the monster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I want, I want to make things bleed. And through the fog. Sure. Uh, you start making your way through the fog. And yeah, you... I come walking out <laughs> with my... my, my um, Do you say pew, pew pew? I love it. With my um, crossbow. I have like a semi-automatic crossbow. Sure. Um, if you want, the, the bear's already kind of surrounded by the Priestess of Avalon. You could seize something by force. That's sort of the basic battle move. It sounds like you guys kind of want to uh, just gain control of the situation, right? Get this bear either dead or out of there. Yeah, I would I would love for it to let go of my cousin's head or uh, to kill it. So you said I would do what now? You could seize something by force. Um, actually, you know what? I think this I would probably... You would go... I, I yeah. think you would actually sucker someone because the bear is busy getting wailed on. Hmm. So you're going to... You would do the go aggro move, but it can't choose to uh, get out of the way. Sucker someone. It doesn't say <laughs> what I roll. You just do the go aggro move. Excellent. Yeah, treated as going aggro, so roll plus hard. Now I actually roll plus cool. Oh. Because when I go aggro on the NPC, I roll cool instead of hard. Because what are you nice. a bad Because I am ice What's it called? cold. Battle babe. Battle babe. Six. Ooh, 11. Jesus. Oh, 11. So that's a plus perfect hit. three. <laughs> Jesus. That's a really good roll. I got yeah. a I got a six and a five. Ooh. Uh plus three. Yep. So you do. You uh lay into it. Come what on. what's your what is what is the harm on your my, weapon? Uh, my weapon is two harm plus one harm. So three okay, harm. Three harm. Yeah, you do. So you use your crossbow? Yeah. Yeah, so you do. You, you put a couple of bolts. It actually takes you more than you expected. You kind of shoot it once, and they're still, like, wailing on it, and the thing is still, like, biting down. Um, but you get closer, and you kind of, like, put your foot up on its neck, and you fire another so one at close range. I said range. die, motherfucker. And it does. It sort of, it sort of <laughs> collapses. It collapses on top of... Um, oh, bless her. <laughs> Crushes her today. <laughs> Kira. No, she, I mean, she's not looking good, though. Yeah. Um, you hear another whistle coming from behind you guys back towards town. Fuck that. So it's someone's pet. I mean, that's why it's got like gross tattoos on it. Can can I read that situation? Sure. Tell me what you're, tell me what you're Am doing. Am I familiar so. with well, that? Well, she's doing all that, like we're pushing the bear Do you recognize like, the timbers is a small thing. Like, mm -hmm. am I aware of that sound, what that sound could bring? No. no. Okay. I mean, you, it definitely sounds like a duck call or something like that, but it's very, I mean, no, you don't, you're not like, oh, it's those guys. And, I'm, and the tattoos and stuff don't look familiar to me on the side of the bear. Like the gross um, symbols, it's not associated with like some other magic. affiliation. Yeah. Could you read that situation? You could I read could, that situation. Try. Yeah. I'm sort of sharp. <laughs> read that situation. I'm just uh, actually, all I don't place. think it would be a read a situation. So read a situation is like a charge tense situation. Mm -hmm. If you wanted, if you just wanted to get some information, you could open your brain up to the psychic maelstrom. Ooh. But otherwise, oh, the no. tattoos don't look particularly Ooh. familiar to you. Okay. Um, I'm a zero and weird. I'm not doing that. I think you also know that a bear is probably going to come again. And so you could dig in to endure fire. Yeah, I was mostly trying to get a read on if I was familiar with anything that was controlling okay. this animal. Like if I'm like, oh, even if I'm not familiar with like timbers, like gross people that this is a common thing that people can do yeah this isn't fine. something you've seen yeah before. like it's mostly you know this is a sort of a glance at it anyway because like i said i'm just trying to pull like her prone body from anything 
are you sure that we couldn't read a charge situation? Because I feel like this is one. You can and read a charge situation, but you wouldn't like if it's arcane stuff. Yeah. So reading a charge situation is oh, there are these people over here and they're doing a thing, and I'm trying to figure out what's about to happen. Reading right. a situation is not let me uh, consult my lore. And figure <laughs> right. Out what what I'm what I'm saying is like we know that there's a whistle. There's probably got a guy out in the woods controlling these things. And the one of the questions that's actually interesting is, what's my enemy's true position? So yeah. trying to figure that out mm-hmm. would be really helpful. True, but no one said I want to like analyze the situation. No. We've said no. I want to know if I recognize this thing. Yeah, because like I said, I'm kind of like face deep in gross. I want to figure out what that bear. Is. Yeah, yeah. So because uh, something's attacking my people. Pulling this right. So you want to figure out where the where the sounds coming yeah. from? So yeah. That would be read a sitch. Okay. Yes, that's what I want. All right. So I'm gonna run that. So read a sitch. What do I roll? You're going to roll plus sharp. Also, I'm That's a highlighted stat. You're going to get experience for that? I got a five. You got a five. So you you kind of walk away a a little bit from the the Priestesses of Avalon who are busy trying to pull Kira out. She's still like kind of screaming in Mm -hmm. pain. Um, I imagine. That sucks. And as you get closer, you actually, somebody actually bumps into you. They don't quite knock you down, but they definitely kind of like make you stumble a bit. And they're running towards the middle of town. And you kind of just catch the back of them as you catch your feet. And as you kind of watch them run away, you start to see light flickering uh, back around where the bar was. Uh...